Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. I'm really excited today. I have Zara here to talk all about the journey of starting her own nutrition business. And we're going to talk about where she went to nutrition school, uh, when she graduated. She does also work part-time, so we'll dig into how she manages her time with her um, part-time job and her business. And then we'll talk a little bit about um, her starting her business. And she did take Launcher Nutrition Biz. So we'll talk a bit about that and just see a good overall picture of what her nutrition business looks like right now. So let me tell you a little bit about Zara. So Zara is a certified nutritional practitioner and founder of Grounded Roots Nutrition, helping everyday runners achieve their running goals by nailing their nutrition. An avid runner herself, Zara believes nutrition should be simple and helps clients navigate through the noise and find strategies that work for them. She believes in a personalized approach and works with her clients to listen to their needs and find customized solutions to actualize their potential. Early in her running journey, she struggled with digestive issues throughout her training, and she took a curious and experimental approach with her nutrition strategies, and after finally finding the foods and training that worked for her body, she was able to surpass even her meager running goals and achieve what she hadn't believed was possible. She attributes a lot of her energy and positivity to the food she eats, the self-care she covets, and the boundaries she sets. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks, Stephanie. I'm excited and a little nervous to be here. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) you're not alone. I hear that a lot before pressing record. And I always say, I hope I'm not a scary podcaster. I I think this is a safe space for, you know, all nutritionists, whether you're still in school or just getting started. And um, yeah, I'm I'm just really excited for you to share and hear more about uh, your journey into starting your business and then, then also uh, managing it with a part-time job, which I think a lot of people can relate with as well. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm excited. <laughs> well, why don't you start off then by telling us where you went to nutrition school and when you graduated? Uh, yeah. So I went to the Institute of Holistic Nutrition in Vancouver. Um, I did the in-person program. And then because on, in my last year, COVID hit, um, we had to very quickly pivot to move everything online, which, um, wasn't my preferred method. Like I'm someone that really needs the hands-on and and in-person work. And so that last, the last few months there was, was challenging, but I think we got through it and, and we did, we, we did, we got, we got it done. Um, and I graduated at the end of 2020. So I think in about November was when the practicum hours and everything had to be completed. Okay. That makes sense. So while you were going through school, were you also working part-time or did you stop working to do school? No, I was actually working full-time during that, um, that time. So I was, uh, working full time, I did transition from five days a week to four days a week, about halfway through. Um, and then I did the part-time evening program. So it was like three to four hours 
twice a week, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. During that time. So it's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. So at some point then I know you did mention to me earlier, you're working part-time now in HR. So um, how did that like become more part-time? Was it like business? You needed to a lot more time to your business in order for it to grow. So you went down in hours at work or yeah, just kind of give us like a background on, on that. Yeah. Um, so a, a few things happened. So after I finished school, um, I think I had way too, I had taken on way too much and I hit a bit of a point of burnout. Um, and I decided to quit my job. There was some other things that were going on, um, at that time. And it just, it wasn't really right for me anymore. And so I, I took the summer off, I guess in 2021. And that's where I really focused on like doing, starting my business, like doing the Mm -hmm. website and doing the launch your nutrition business course Mm -hmm. and, and all of that. Um, but financially I knew that I wasn't going to be able to sustain that. So I did have a goal of returning, finding a job where I could work three days a week, which, um, is it's actually quite challenging because HR is not a part-time job and this is a career that I've been in for the last 15 years. So I'm, I'm in a more senior level position and it's really hard to, you know, just close the laptop at the end of the day and say goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that is something that I struggle with, but I'm, like I said, I think in the bio, like I'm a really big proponent of boundaries. It's something I talk a lot about in my HR world, but also in the nutrition space. Um, and so trying to practice what I preach and set my boundaries and so course, sorry, that kind of went off topic, but I did end up finding a role that, um, would have me three days a week. They were a smaller organization. Um, they've been growing pretty significantly, so I'm still working, um, a lot with them, but, um, it gives me two, two days plus the weekend to kind of do my nutrition stuff on the side. And the goal is to one day let the corporate world fly away and (laughs) just focus a hundred percent on the nutrition stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. It's so funny because I think when I graduated, there was a lot of like noise, I guess I'll say in the online space of, um, like no plan B, like a hundred percent in your business, no plan B, no other job. Like if you're not focusing all your time and energy, like it's not going to work. And Mm -hmm. I can understand from some perspectives that like, okay, you know, it, it is a job. It does require the time and the, the energy input. But sometimes if you're putting all your eggs in that one basket and there's maybe like financial, you know, needs beyond the nutrition business or other need, like, you know, there's so many layers to it that it never really made sense to me that, you know, oh, you have to be hundred percent in your business. So do you feel like it's been helpful to have I guess for lack of a better word, word, like a crutch of having your part-time job and growing your business, like, does it feel less pressure to have to do so? I think like for me, yes. I mean, the, the, for me, it's like the, the financial piece is enough of a stressor that like, if I didn't have something on the side, like that would be probably what takes over the the priorities in my thought. But it also, I think it kind of depends on like what your values are and what's important to you in that stage of life. Um, You know, if it's someone coming, you know, straight out of nutrition school that doesn't have another career or background or anything else, like you have no choice almost, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that was the same when I graduated from university and went into HR. Like I didn't have a choice. Like I just have to get a job. Yeah. Um, so yeah. 
this is different because it's like a state, a second career. And I always had the intent to be able to work full time to, to have it as a, like a financial crush. And I still enjoy a lot of aspects of my corporate job that I wasn't ready to let that go yet. So I do definitely see how like being full in a hundred percent makes a difference because the time, like I just, I want to do so many things and I, I find that really hard to like be methodical about tackling one thing at a time and, and, you know, finding time to fit it all in. So that's definitely the biggest struggle. Yeah. That was kind of where I was going to go next with like playing devil's advocate. Like it's great to have the support and the crutch, but like, does it almost allow you in a sense to like see the nutrition business as more of a hobby business than a business? Is that how you feel? Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's why I was like, oh, I'm like nervous about telling you because all of the things that I'm I'm doing or trying to do because I'm like, I don't see it as a business yet. Like it's not profitable, but it's also because I haven't had the full time to invest in it. So like I, I have seen over this past year in particular, like the times where I've really made a focus and an effort to like put more time and energy in it. Like I reap the rewards almost immediately. So mm-hmm. if I have been, if I'm able to do that on a more consistent level, then I think, you know, the more time that I can dedicate it, the more time that I can get, yeah. you know, people interested in it. Yeah. Well, I kind of want to jump ahead for a second. Cause I mean, I do want to go back at some point to like getting started and all of those pieces, but since we're on the topic, I'm curious about like, if you had more time, what would you be doing with that time for your nutrition business? Like, what do you feel like requires more input at this moment? I think definitely like the putting myself out there piece. So whether it's on socials, whether it's blog writing, like you and I have talked a lot about like other ways of Mm. um, getting out there, like, you know, reaching out to other run clubs and reaching out to, you know, that client base, like that's something that I would like to put more time into, but it's also the part that I struggle with the most, like the putting myself out there and being like, Hey, I'm someone that knows something about this topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's a combination. It's like the more comfortable I am in doing that, the, the more I, I try to do it. But like right now, for example, I'm, I'm running a group program. I also have a couple of one-on-one clients. So that that's, kind of all the time I have, like I've managed to figure out that I can take about two clients per month. If I have any more than that, I start to feel really not good about how much availability I have and how much time I can put into everything else. So, well, I think then it's almost like, you know, for anyone listening as well, like it almost requires like a reframing of business then like, you're almost telling yourself like, I don't have a business or it's not successful. But if you're able to meet those needs of your business, which are the two clients or having a couple people in a group, that is a successful business then, right? It's just in a different way that maybe traditionally we're like the 10K months and the like crazy amount of clients, you know, that's, you know, online, this desirable thing. But like you are, it sounds like you are at least at the moment being able to meet those those needs with the boundaries being set that you need to be set. Yeah. I think the the next step will be like the consistency. Um, cause I, I'm not continuously having two new clients yeah. a month. Yeah. Um, but the consistency around having to see people twice a month, I think, or sorry, two people in a month is kind of that threshold, but you're right. I think it is a bit of a reframe. Like 
I mean, at the end of the day, as long as the bills are covered, that would be like success yeah. in my frame. And I do think that this year I'll be able to do that. So, That's and this amazing. is only year two for me. So that was the other piece I was going to say is, you know, getting started, you know, not only going to school, having to change into an online format, you know, COVID happening, your job, like, you know, so many different layers, like still being able to have clients and well, number one, having niche down to runners and be, you know, specific about who you're talking about and to know some of those opportunities you could put yourself, you know, let's say if they fall into your lap, you now know this is something aligned with my bigger business vision. And then to even know how many spots you need, I think those are all really big wins. Um, because I think we can like so easily just think like, I just need all these clients and all this money and all the, you know, and then it gets, there's really no parameters around what it should look like. So to me, it sounds like, like you are really in a great balanced way, matching the needs of, um, yeah, just your lifestyle. Yeah. I think, you know, like I said, the goal is always to be able to focus on this on a full-time basis, but I did give myself, like I had kind of set, you know, a little goal of like, two to three years being able to like build this up to the point where like I reach a tipping point and, and can give up the, the corporate job. Yeah. That's what I was kind of wondering. Cause I'm sure those who are listening who maybe also work are like, but at what point is the tipping point? Like, is it the financial piece? Is it the time piece? Cause I'm sure at some point it's like, what do you do? Because either you have to raise your prices for those two clients. Cause if you, you know, the time's mm-hmm. not going to change. You're still going to only have time for two clients likely unless things shift. So it's like, you either have to ri- raise the prices and get people in consecutively to know you can sustain that and then feel like that's the tipping point or else how does it ever reach that tipping point? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like the other piece to all of that is like, I've been working towards a lifestyle and a life that allows me to also have less consistency in my income. So mm-hmm. like all of the choices that I've made up in this until that now are more of like, so that one day, like, even if I'm not bringing in a consistent income on the nutrition side, it's okay because the other pieces in my life have fallen into that place. But like yeah. this, this has been like a long <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're like I've been working on this for 15 years. Like yeah. it's gonna come to fruition, uh, which is amazing. I think that shows. Like, I just love that so much. Like, I think that also, I, I can't think of the right wording, but it just shows like tenacity. I guess that like you're going to put in the time over and over and over, knowing that all of these little things are compounding into something bigger. But you're not just like, okay, my business didn't work out day one. I'm done. Which I think a lot of people do, you know, I think it's so easy to just want to be like, I'm not getting the clients or the results I want. This isn't working. I'm gone. But what I've really recognized in you, you know, through going through launch your nutrition biz and us doing a bit of work, you know, through, um, like some one-on-one coaching is, um, that you're always willing to kind of see what you can improve and to like get deeper and, you know, like get more clear on the niche and those pieces. So you are like, okay, X isn't working let's pivot and and figure out why, which I think is a really great skill to have. Mm -hmm. I do. Like, I see that so much. Like, I just think back to the people that I went to school with and like how many are actually doing something with it or how, like, there's been so many times in the last few years where I'm like, this is the right thing to do. Like, uh, like (laughs) it's really like, do I want to keep doing it? Cause it's hard. Yeah. Like, 
all of these skills are so new to me, like the business building part of it. Like it seems crazy because I actually have a degree from like a hundred years ago in marketing and business, but like none of that translates into being an entrepreneur or like maybe some of it, but like very little. And it's more like so corporate focused and like corporate systems and things like that, not how to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a completely different skill set. I mean, also personally coming from corporate nine to five, like so many different systems and processes in place that like when you don't have that and all of a sudden you're your own boss and you can set your own rules, it's like, oh my gosh, like it just is so different and it's so freeing. But I think almost sometimes that freedom can create a lack of um, container around the business because you're used sure. to having a container someone else set. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, I have to set deadlines and I have to set tasks and I have to keep myself accountable where like when you work in a nine to five or any kind of job with a supervisor or a boss, like, you know, there's those accountability pieces that we don't necessarily get as an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, yeah. That structure is is not there. And it's like, honestly, it's something I still struggle with. Like, even though I have set days that I, I focus on, on my nutrition business, like I even like, I have to actually like write out my schedule, like, okay, what am I going to do? Like fit in like every like kind of block it out and over the course of the day. Cause I don't like also things take me longer than I expect mm-hmm. them to where, because it's new and I'm still learning. And so it's, it's also being a little bit more patient with myself. Yeah. Giving yourself some grace. It's funny that we are talking about this because I just did my first um, launcher nutrition biz group program lesson and it was all on entrepreneurial skills. And this is almost what we talked about to a T is like chunking out your time, like setting your tasks, like setting small achievable goals. Because, you know, if you say create my website, like that is a big goal. It's like, what about the little pieces that compound into the bigger goal? Um, And then also, like you said, like knowing your schedule for the day and what to work on. And what one thing I'll share it with you too, a tip that I gave them was, um, you know, for things like emails or like admin work, or maybe even a social media post, like even setting a timer for yourself. Um, you know, there's something called the Pomodoro technique where, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like, what is it? 20 minute timer or (laughs) 10 minute timer? 25 minutes and then a five minute break. That's it. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I do that for sure. Like, okay, I'm going to write my Instagram post. I'm putting the timer on. I have to be done it by 25 minutes because like I will take, so I'll take all the time I'm given if I'm given a lot of time. So I think even what I've recognized a lot of my clients who work part-time or full-time, you have less time. So it's like, you almost like have to like get more done. You have to be more productive in a smaller amount of time than if you had all the time in the world. For sure. Yeah. I totally love that technique. And every time almost I surprise myself that I can actually get it done in faster than the 25 minutes that I had Mm. allocated myself. So it's like, okay, what else can I squeeze in there? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where if you were given all the time, you'd probably take an hour and be scrolling on Instagram and like, oh, I was supposed to be writing a post. So exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Ready to start your nutrition business, but have no idea what steps you need to take? 
No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. So I'd love to just shift back for a second to talk a little bit about like just like those first few months or first few steps really of starting your business. Like maybe just tell us what did that look like? Did you have the niche right away? Um, Or did that come later? Just kind of walk us through those steps. Yeah, I think um, I started, I think the first step was recognizing that I had no idea what I was going to do or like how I was going to even start this. And so before I even finished school, I reached out into my network and I asked if anybody knew of a business coach or like someone who could help me get started. And you were one of the people that was recommended to, to me. And then when I found the like launch your nutrition bit, I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I need. <laughs> Good. Um, so yes. <laughs> uh, so that was definitely part of uh, the, like the, even before getting started piece. Um, I did not have a niche. Like I kind of had an idea wanting to work with like business professionals. Mm -hmm. I, I hadn't committed to working with runners at that point yet. Cause I, like, I was like, well, is there like a thing? Like it seemed too narrow for me to focus on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's really only come in the last probably like eight months, like where I've really like narrowed it down. Um, cause there aren't that many nutritionists working in this space actually that I've found at least. So, yeah. um, which is interesting. Do you um, feel like they're not because there's no interest or people are doing what you were almost scared of doing is getting too niche down. So almost you're in that sweet spot where like there's need, but not a lot of people giving that support. I think there is a lot of need, like to give you an example, I I've run a few, um, like free webinars. Like I started my first one. I think we had like 12 attendees and the one that I ran in December had like 36. So even, yeah, yeah, like even in the lower mainland, like that's just really small, um, area, but I think it's, it's definitely a need. I think it's figuring out how, and this, I have not yet done, like how, how to work with people, like, how to work with this group and what resonates most with them because, you know, I, people love free things. Um, mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Um, yeah. So how do you like, how do I break that piece into getting like paying the ideal playing client? So yes. So figuring that out. And I'm curious too. okay, like, forgive me, I'm not a runner or part of that community. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know the like, um, commitment level, but do you think a lot of people see running as like, oh, it's my hobby and I wouldn't pay to like get support? Or do you think a lot of people are like hardcore, like, no, I want my goals. I want to reach them. I want to know how to support my body. Like, do you think people are in that camp more? I think, I think it's a combination. Like 
Definitely with COVID, there's been a significant increase in people running. And now that we're getting back into like in-person races, like those races are selling out really quickly. There's a lot of investment that goes in. I also see a lot of coaches that are like booming their, their client base, which is really interesting. So I think people do want to come in and have someone tell them what to do. I think it takes probably a few years to figure out how important the nutrition piece Mm. actually is as part of like, it should be side by side to your like training plan, which is probably the first thing people will pay for. Um, and then the second piece, like once you've been doing it for a while, like things come up and you're like, okay, like the next thing is kind of the nutrition and how individual that is. Yeah. And I guess it's so hard for me to put my like sales and marketing brain off, but for me, I'm like, okay, perfect opportunity. Like, again, assuming the time was there, you were able to put in, in that, um, time commitment, but, you know, instead of maybe like trying to just like expand your reach alone so much, maybe it's like connecting with those running coaches that you said, and like partnering with them and doing referral fees and really like, um, like leveraging that opportunity, because like you said, the, you kind of don't know what you, you don't know, right? Like the awareness level for the runner maybe isn't there yet. So it's like tapping into those people that do can kind of address that for them, but then also creating content that talks to the piece of like, what's missing in your, you know, like running journey, or again, I don't know how you'd say that with the running terminology, but, you know, really making them aware of the missing piece. Um, So it's very interesting. I think personally, like from an outside perspective and a business perspective is like the niche you've chosen is so good, spot on, really targeted. And, and like you said, when you put the effort in, you're seeing the success of it, but then it almost comes back, like you said, to that time piece and being more efficient with that. So kind of like an offshoot question, like, have you found anything or have you thought of anything you could do to maybe like um, optimize your time, like certain things you could do in your business to get more bang for your buck, I guess. Well, that's a good question. Um, I think what I've seen over the last little bit that I've done, like the investment in time in like, even just, I have a lot of relationships with coaches already. And so the time that I've invested in reaching out with them and partnering with them has been the most successful so, so far. Like I've seen the most like I guess, conversion, if you can call Mm -hmm. it that, um, from those relationships. And so like those, like, I think if there's anything I want to do more of, it's invest in more of those things. So like getting in front of, um, whether it's run clubs or like people who are like leading run groups or things like that and doing some things with them from a partnership standpoint, that's probably the I don't think that that's like a time hack in any shape or form, but I think that's maybe like a better use fruitful. of your time. Yeah. More fruitful. Yeah. yeah. And I know before we press record, um, you were kind of filling me in how your group program's going and you're like, oh, I kind of see how I could, again, maybe like optimize my time or win some of my time back by doing this as an online self-study chorus. So do you think that's almost like the next step for you is like, okay, if I can't leave the corporate job right now, at least I can build something in that's still bringing in income when I'm at my nine to five job. Yeah, for sure. That will be the next step. I think once I wrap this program up, I'll, I'll be investing my time into like recording those sessions and, and putting it into like a 
a online program type of platform. Um, so that'll, that's pretty much the next step. And then after that, I'll be like figuring out how to, how to market that, how to launch it, how to partner with some of these other communities. Like if they can add it, like have it as an add on to a training program or something like that, I think that would be helpful selling it like uh, maybe it's like a referral fee or selling it like I don't know wholesale like I don't know how you do that but you know like a discounted thing so it's with the training plan yeah there's I mean I just get so excited I can think of like a thousand things (laughs) perfect yeah 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 hit me up when you're looking for some support um no I'm just kidding but I, I would love to even like kind of weave in here your experience in, well, taking on your nutrition business or working with me to kind of get some more clarity with the steps to take. Um, so what did you feel like maybe launch your nutrition biz helped you with? Like, did you, were you able to check anything off your to-do list with that, with that program? Yes. So many things, like things that I didn't even know that I needed to check off the list because (laughs) even in like, I think we had like, there is a program in, in, in school where it's like the business fundamentals or whatever. And there's like a, a checklist, but I think the way that your program is structured is so much easier to follow because it, it truly is like a check mark. Like I worked mm. through it success, like in, in succession, I guess. Yeah. Um, and just like knocking things off one, one at a time. And, and I'm such a checklist person. So for me, that really, that really yeah, works. Helps. Yeah. Um, it, like everything from, you know, even just like how to think about things and like what to think of next. Cause like you have the whole outline there and it's like, Oh, okay. Like I, maybe I don't want to do this piece right now, but I'm going to do the website and all of the pieces that are, that yeah. fall underneath that. Um, yeah, like it was, it's just so helpful. And actually I, I still refer back to it because now that you've launched the like 3.0 version. Oh yeah, I updated the chorus. Um, was that last year? Yeah. So, yeah. so there was new material that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and like, I was looking at it actually for when I was launching my group program, I, I, I looked at the, the modules that you have about like a group program for standalone. And I, I was using it for that. And then I was like, oh, there's so much new content here. I need to go back. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you got gifted a second, a whole new program. Yes. Yeah, Which exactly. I think goes to show like, even just like version one, like maybe something, some advice, you know, for anyone listening, but also you, if you're going to do that online course version of the group program, it's nice. You've run it. Like you're going to be running it once. So you can almost like refine and take and put what you now need into the online course. But remember like, it's only version one. Like that doesn't mean you have to update it all the time, but just know it's um, a fluid piece of material that might change or that might need updating. And I think that's like the, the thing a lot of people fall into is they create this resource, but they never go back and update it. And like, yeah, it can have so much life if you're keeping it relevant and on topic and adding in what people need. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to like see that progression for you and then to see all of those different versions that you might be putting out yeah I think and I I, even like with the website like I know you had put out a snippet there last week or a week ago about like checking your website and that's Mm -hmm. something I've had to do recently as well like as I've narrowed down my niche I really had to go back and like relook at the website and then it's like oh yeah I have to go test all the links and like do all of that because things have changed so um yeah, I think all of those little helpful tips are are really great. I think that's something that I really enjoyed about working with you, Stephanie, is that like it doesn't have to be perfect right away. Like just do something and like getting over that fear of like 
having everything be perfect because you can go back and change it. Like almost everything you can go back and you can fix it. You can add things. And um, I think the way that you outline that I think is really, it's helpful and it makes you feel like, okay, like I'll just give it a go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The messy act. Well, of course it's like, we do want to put out like good, you know, quality content. And I, I know like that's everybody's mission, but it's like, we don't want to go so far on quality control that it's like, you know, taking three months to write a blog post. Like we need to at some point be like, listen, like this is good enough. And also sometimes when we put so much into like a project, it kind of goes over people's heads. Like maybe you're trying to make the program content too involved and it's, you know, like step 10 and they just need step one. Right. Mm -hmm. So we really need to like assess and kind of continuously put things out there and just see like, is this resonating? Like, do people care about this? Do they actually want to learn this? You know, and then just keep going back to the drawing board. So it's, I think it can be fun if you can see it from that learner's mindset, but I think for perfectionists who I, you know, I'll put my hand up there. Like it's been such a like deconditioning of like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. If it's not perfect, you know, like just constantly learning. Yeah, for sure. And even like over the course of the year, like the group program I initially launched is not at all what I would do today or like how it Mm -hmm. even looks like today. So yeah, um, definitely using those elements and not like recreating the wheel, but definitely like adding and incorporating more. And again, it's like, as I've narrowed down on the niche, it's really helped like add the content that's relevant and important rather than like this broad topic. Yeah. I'd love to talk about that for a second. Like, do you feel like business has gotten, I guess, easier for you since niching down or does it seem to make more sense how to, or like the work you need to be putting in versus when maybe you were more broad and open-ended? Absolutely. Like, and I see that in the questions that I get from like the webinars or even the questions that I get from like, even the group program I'm running right now and other clients that I've worked with is, it's the same. So knowing like once you get all of those questions and it's like, okay, well, I'm kind of regurgitating the same thing over and over. It's like, now I can really just speak to it really easily. So that's easier, but also it's helped me create this group program because it's like, okay, these are the types of things that people are seeming to want to know. Yeah. And do you think your personal experience, like being a runner yourself, like plays a big role? Like, do you think it helps to create some authority in the space? Um, well, it definitely plays a role because it's, you know, when you are in it, you experience all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like even just having the network, having people that I run with that, you know, have either started clubs or are coaches or whatever. So that piece is, is important, but also relating to, the struggles that you feel when you're training for a marathon or some endurance race like that. So you kind of know, um, you know what the misinformation out there is, but you also know how you can solve some of the problems. And I had a lot of issues when I first started running and like back then, like 10 years ago, there wasn't nearly as much information available online or like it was all kind of the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. now it's to a point where there's too much information yeah, to, yeah. to sort through. So, yeah. um, yeah, like you kind of just relied on other people to like figure it out. And now like, hopefully people can rely on experts quote unquote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to help well, them. and, and that's like almost a perfect segue to what I wanted to ask next was like, do you feel like, you know, every, and this is not to call you out. I just, I'm trying to put, put a point here of like, 
do you feel like you know everything about running? Like if a client came and asked you a question, like, do you feel like you're at the, you finally feel comfortable, like you're an absolute expert, you know, everything there is about know about running. So you finally feel confident to put yourself out there. Or do you still feel like, okay, there's things I don't know, but yet that's okay. Like you've learned that that's fine. Yeah, there will, I will never know everything about anything. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm fine with that. Um, do I know more than the average person about running and can I answer most of the questions? I think so. But at the same time, like I, I suffer from imposter syndrome, like anybody else, Um, every nutritionist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I'm always second guessing and I, I waste a lot of time second guessing myself and like, researching things and looking things up and like things are changing. There's so much research out there, especially as it comes to like finally incorporating women in sports and um, how different that actually is than all the research that was out there that all of our products and like other things are based on as men in sport and, and we're different. So we need to keep updating and learning and, and all of that stuff. And so it's, do I know everything? I never will. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. And, and I'm okay with saying like, I'll have to get back to you. I don't know. Like someone asked me about like pickle juice and like why that was important. And like some, I was like, I don't know. You're calling me out on the spot. I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, but I will research and I will get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is like the exact right thing to do. Do you feel, I mean, this is kind of an odd question, but do you feel like people when they're asking questions, they're like trying to poke holes in like your knowledge or do you feel like people are genuinely curious and ask obscure questions? I think it's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more so people are, are genuinely curious. Um, but I think now when, you know, I saw this in school too, like I would definitely had, you know, the odd student that was like trying to poke holes in like yeah, yeah. the teacher's knowledge. Oh, they're there. I used to awful. teach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think for the most part, people are curious and like we, we're, we have access to information hmm. like so readily that, you know, if you wanted to know, like you could look it up, but like, if the question is, are avocados good for runners, you're going to find one post that says they are and another post that says they aren't. So I think the way that I generally put it is that we're, we're human and we're all individual. We're not some algorithm. So you need to, you need to try it out. And if you're finding that things aren't working, then maybe it is time to work with an expert. So mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I feel like I put you on the spot there with a couple <laughs> questions, but it's, okay. it's just, I think it's so many of these things, like you only really learn from being in practice with clients and like fielding the questions and assessing how you feel in responding and coming up with good responses. And it's honestly just like building that muscle of like confidence and being like, I literally like, don't know how to do this. Okay. I did one client session. I kind of know how to do this. Okay. I did another, I'm feeling more confident. And I think it's just like, almost like that little, little bits at a time that build into this, like bigger picture of like, okay, no, I've got this, but you only really learn from doing, or you only only really know how to, how to field this from doing. So it sounds like you've, you've really kind of, um, nurtured that, that skill within yourself as well. Yeah, I think so. And I, like, I have to say that a lot of that, like probably confidence comes from the time that I've had in my corporate life. Um, (laughs) I am often, 
like getting a phone call saying like, can I talk to you? And I have no idea like what it's, you know, is it going to be someone that's upset about their pay or is it someone that like has a sexual harassment complaint? Mm. So it's like being able to just be pretty even keeled, no matter what's thrown at you. I think that's, that's been like a very good skill that's come out of my corporate life. And there are others obviously, but yeah, um, that's definitely one point. Yeah, no, that's a really good point of just being like, actually, I'm curious to, um, cause I know I've struggled with this myself and really done a lot of work to like, almost like separate myself from my business and, and know that like, okay, if my business doesn't perform well, that means nothing about me. Right. Or if like, I don't sign all the clients, that means nothing about me. Do you <laughs> feel like having the HR experience and almost knowing how to like boundary or compartmentalize has helped you with this in your business? Or do you still struggle with that? Um, I, I definitely still struggle with it. Like I, you know, it, it is different because my, I am my business. Like I am that brand. Right. And, and so it's different when I'm working for a corporation because it's like, that's not me. It's I'm on behalf of someone, but this is, this is a little bit more personal. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I, I am able to shut it off. I am able to like give myself the space, but still like the whole thing about putting myself out there and like feeling confident like that, that's, my biggest struggle. And it's something that I'm continuously working towards and, you know, have had to work with coaches and mm-hmm. about like helping me get over that. Cause I don't like, if I feel like if I can't get over that, like I can't be in this business. <laughs> mm, it's a big piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. <laughs> it is. Yes, it yeah. is true. Yeah. Because p- at the end of the day, like there might be a hundred, you know, different, um, well, I don't know how many there are, but you know, a lot of nutritionists doing the running piece, but there's no one like you doing it. And people need to know you and your style and your perspective. And, you know, that's really what's going to be that connector. And I think that will come from a lot of the in-person events you'll do in the workshops and, and even the referrals, like we haven't even touched on that, but personally, if I get a, a referral, like word of mouth, oh, this counselor or this practitioner, this, you know, whoever was fantastic. I take that like gold a lot of the time, mm-hmm. you know, assuming I'm trusting that person and their recommendations. So I think like that for you and your business will be, you know, sure. Maybe you don't have to put yourself on an Instagram live every week in front of, you know, everyone, but maybe it's putting yourself in front of a 20 person audience to do a workshop for them to get to know you. So I think that like all of this will pay off in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can only hope that that's the case. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, lastly, I would love to just ask you, um, what um, programs do you use in your business? We did talk a little bit about like organization and efficiency. So what like do you use for your website or do you use like a client management platform? I'd love to know. Yeah, so I use uh, Squarespace for my website. Um, I use Canva for all the things, all the things yeah. <laughs> not, not just the social post, but for like all of the presentations that I've done, all the handouts. Um, I love Canva. Like I love the, like the ease of, of, of that. Um, I use that clean life cause I do a lot of meal plans. Um, it's something that my clients, like, that's like the one thing people want. So, um, that's actually the next thing I'll probably do. That's an easy, like, um, sell is create some meal plans for specific, things um, yeah, and sell them as a as pre- an aside out pre like yeah exactly I think that's a, yeah. that's a great idea yeah um what else do I use uh like google drive and google calendar zoom 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the like the free version of Practice Better. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing around with it a little bit. I just feel like I have. I feel like I haven't hit the threshold of having enough people to like mm. go full in. Yeah. Um, and I think the things that I want out of it are in like the next version beyond like the first level. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, like if I'm really ready to do that yet. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like it. I like how you can set up the whole, um, like onboarding sequence and like scheduling mm-hmm. and all of that is, is really helpful. So I'm, I'm sure that I will jump in. Um, yeah. but again, it's that tipping point, right? It's like, <laughs> I think that's so common. I think so many yeah. people feel that and it's really hard to know. I mean, when it comes to like financial investments, I usually say like, what's the return on the investment? So if you're paying, you know, the 20 or $40 a month for practice better, does that allow you to, you know, and you have the plan with more client potent, like to bring on more clients. Well, are you going to make that amount back? You know, yeah. and maybe not the first month, but maybe in the second and third month. So it's almost like, yeah, really figuring out, are you holding yourself back from growing by not doing these things? But mm-hmm. there's a given yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and I also use like full script, um, for, uh, supplements and things like that. So still testing the waters there, but yeah. 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 No, that's great. And a lot of programs that I think are super helpful in just, like I mentioned, streamlining, getting things organized, like, especially again, if you only have a couple hours a week to work on your business, what can you like automate everything, right? Like get everything as automated as you can so that you can spend the time like in client sessions and and doing some of the marketing piece as well. Yeah. That's one thing I want to do better is like the, my email Mm -hmm. marketing platform. Like I just, I have like a freebie on my website. I use MailChimp, but like Mm -hmm. I was looking at the list the other day and it just looks like a lot of actual spam stuff. So I, I'm not loving that. And I want to do that differently. So that's on the list for at some point. It's a project. I mean, I I have lots of projects on the list too that get moved to the next month and the next month. And I think, yeah, it's just, you know, knowing again, you're in this for the long run. So you're going to get to those things and maybe just starting with those. I remember like a coach telling me once like, um, the money-making activity. So if it's the email list is the sticking point for someone to, you know, get nurtured and decide to work with you, then that is the most important place. Right. So it's like figuring out where makes the most sense to spend that time and you're not going to be able to get to everything. So yeah. 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 It'll come with time. So like exactly like you said, like where, what are the pieces that will help you generate a little bit more income and focus there and then kind of work through that. Absolutely. Well, this has been so fun. I think we'll wrap it up there because I I've honestly been such a fan of this conversation. It felt very like like just honest and <laughs> like a real like in a great way, a really good look at what it looks to build a sustainable business and you know to know that it takes time and it takes persistence. It takes just you know chipping away little by little by little into that bigger picture. And I think you're just like a really great person to show for that. And I have no doubt that the business is going to continue to grow and grow and grow. And um you've had so much success already. I do really hope that you see that in like just the short few years you've been doing this. <laughs> you know, signing clients and trying a group program, like these are all big milestones. And you know, things will just continue growing from here. So yeah, thanks again for sharing. <laughs> Thank you. No, I think that's a really good reminder. I think that like, 
So that makes me feel really good too. <laughs> good. Yeah. It's right. Like you, you do something and then you just kind of like move on and like, you're like check done and, and don't really reflect on like how yeah. much time and effort and, and how much even personal growth that comes out of it. So I, yeah, I think that's been, that's, that's great. And it's been super helpful working with you and like, you know, the, the little bit of coaching that we've done together and the, the program and everything has been really helpful. So yeah, thank you. Absolutely. I would love for you to share before we go, um, where can people find you? Where can they learn more about your, uh, running programs, um, your running nutrition programs and, uh, maybe where they can follow you on social media? Yeah. So probably the best spot, um, is my website. It's, uh, groundedroots.com and my social on, uh, Instagram is grounded roots nutrition. Perfect. So yeah, it'd be great to follow along some other nutritionists. Yeah. And I, I definitely think for those of you that maybe also want to get support with your own running nutrition goals, or maybe you have clients that you could send her way, um, definitely send them over. I think it's really great practice for us to all be experts in our own areas and then also build that strong referral network so that we know who to refer to so we can give the best care and support for our clients. So definitely send people your way. If possible, I'll put everything in the show notes so you guys can follow up with Zara and yeah, we'll leave it there. But thank you so much for coming. It's been a blast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.